Welcome to the Taking the Lead podcast, where we empower people to be unstoppable. I'm Christina Hepner with my co-hosts, Leslie Hoskins and Timothy Cunio. And today's a little bit of a shorter episode, but I have to tell you guys, so I've had a Fitbit for years because I like to wear it when I work out, but it broke not that long ago, and I've been watchless ever since. You know when you don't, you wear something every day and then you don't have it. I've been really debating, though, actually getting the Apple Watch instead. Um, oh, I love my Apple Watch. Do you? I love my Apple Watch. I've heard it has a lot more features because the Fitbit just, I mean, you wear it. For me, I just counted my steps and wore it when I worked out to see how hard I guess I was working out. <laughs> <laughs> if that's how that works. But. Before my Apple Watch, I couldn't have a, I didn't have a watch on my wrist for 10 years because I couldn't read the face of the watch. Yeah. And now with the Apple Watch, I just put my two fingers on it if I can't read it and it tells me the time. And it's very voice, it's got voiceover on it and it keeps track of your steps during the day. Your, this one, it, it keeps up with my heart rate. It's got the AKG thing on it and it's really... It's a nice thing to have. So, and it's waterproof, Christina. Ooh. So you can, you can wear it anywhere. So, ooh, that's awesome. I would never have to take it off. And also, voiceover, that is so cool. I didn't know that it had a feature like that. Yep. Voiceover, and uh, it connects to your Apple phone, and you can control it with your Apple phone. The only time you take it off is to charge it every night. So, go get you one. Go get you one. Go get All right. you, one. you know All what right. I love about people wearing the Apple Watch or when they always like smack it to turn it off? Like when they get a notification. Do you do that, Timothy? No, you just put your hand on it. Oh, no. Not people I see. (laughs) Oh, you just put your hand on. Don't hit the Apple Watch. Don't hit it. Listen, every time I see people and then they're turning off, it's like they just like smack their wrist. Like there's that sound with it of like, it's very aggressive, it seems. So I'm glad to know that you don't, you don't do that. Um, But it sounds like, yeah, Apple Watch is the way to go. So many features. It's accessible, which is really cool. Which actually greatly ties into our topic for today. We've been getting so many questions about accessible technology, how people who are blind or visually impaired access different things. Timothy, what are some of your favorite accessible things that you use? Oh, uh, I've got my thermostats are all smart thermostats. So I just tell Alexa what's the temperature to set my house, to turn the heat, turn it off. Uh, I've got an accessible... uh, air fryer in my kitchen what and an accessible yes an air fryer and then an accessible uh a uh we call them uh those instapots it okay. connects to your phone and everything you can control the temperature Seriously? and everything yes wait yes, is it the yes. instapot like instapot brand you yes can, i have one of those i gotta i have to try that out i didn't know you could well, connect it to your phone that's yeah. crazy I even, I want, it's on my Christmas list, so I hope my wife's listening to this. There's going to be a smoker that I can get to smoke, you know, Boston butts and ribs. And you can control the temperature in the garage, and it monitors the temperature out there, and I can adjust it with my phone. So it's, oh, my Lord. So you want us to send this episode to Cheryl is what you're saying. Yeah. Wait a minute. minute. My mind is blown by all of these things that, you can use with your phone that have voiceover that have all these different features. I did not realize there is that many accessible tools. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more than you just named. Oh, I'm just scratching the surface, just scratching the surface. What's out there. It's, it's amazing. 
Well, that's really cool too, because it's not just for people with a disability, right? Like so many people can benefit from being able to set the smoker from work or turn off their air from home or whatever it is. Yeah. All those different things. Um, so that's really cool. I honestly didn't know all that. Did you just say set the smoker from set work? Set the smoker from work. Yeah. Do you really want to be at work and put a smoker on? I don't on? know how to use a smoker. <laughs> Maybe, okay. I don't know if that's safe. Maybe Let's the opposite not take of Leslie's advice. Turn the smoker off from work. Would that be like Yeah, like if you left it on. You you would want to turn it off for sure. Listen, I'm not going to be using a smoker anytime Um, That would have to be me with like my hair tools. I wish, I wonder, you know what there probably is? I should look this up to see if there's any like hair tools you can connect to your phone. Oh my gosh, you probably really can. Because when growing up, my dad would always make us run upstairs and check to make sure we unplugged everything. There was always one or two things still plugged in. Well, here, the amazing thing is you can get those smart plugs and you just tell Alexa, turn off plug number one, and whatever's attached to that plug turns off. So, you know, I'm lazy. I tell the Alexa to turn my, my light bulbs on and stuff like that. So, uh, um, no. Alexa right now is huge, yeah. right? She can do so many different things. All households really are benefiting from Alexa. We have them on campus here in Rochester Hills in our residence. So each room has an Alexa. So that clients can ask, you know, what's the weather in Rochester Hills today? Or um, to read actually some of the lectures or play the Taking the Lead podcast. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. I love my Alexa when I was there because I like to listen to thunderstorms while I'm sleeping. And so I got to do that while I was there. So, yes. It's amazing. I mean, Timothy, how did you find out about this accessible technology well, I mean, you know, I'm in groups with blind people on Facebook and, and then at the NFB uh, Gwinnett chapter that I go to and and uh, we all talk and I'm the technology guy for our local NFB chapter. So I'm going to be talking about a new app that I've got. I saw yesterday that's accessible. And, and so every month I got to show these people a new uh, uh, app. So I got to keep up. So I, I'm sure there's lots more out there I don't know about, but I mean, it was just word of mouth. Yeah. And I want to point out really quick, we've been saying NFB in a couple episodes. And I don't think we've actually said what NFB is. Timothy, do you want to give just like a quick NFB? It is the National Federation for the Blind. It's the biggest organization in the United States that's out there advocating for blind people. And they're based in Baltimore, Maryland. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know we've said it a couple times. I just wanted to make sure everybody's aware of what NFB is. But back to accessible technology. So um, there are so many different things. I mean, smartphones alone are really connecting so many people who are blind or visually impaired with the rest of the world, getting, you know, emails and news and Facebook and social media and all that stuff. But there's also different apps that people use for different things. I think we've talked about briefly, um, Timothy, you mentioned the app. Oh, gosh. Uh, that you use at the airport the to park find app. places oh, you're to about park. Where, uh, it's called not. It's called where to go. Where, where to, to go. go? Yeah. Where to go? But also the Seeing AI app. I use that a lot with clients. You can read and scan documents. You can read QR labels. You can scan actual items at the store, and it'll tell you what it is. I mean, there's so much cool stuff out there, and that's just on a phone. That's amazing. Another good one's Be My Eyes. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. It gives you, it gets you a, a, a live person to read whatever's on your camera to you, like if you're adjusting the temperature on your oven or you want some somebody to pick out your colors of your clothes for you that day. Hey, that looks good, you know? I mean, it's, it's, there's so much out there, and, and people are adding to it every month. So there's a lot of people out there trying to help blind people, and I appreciate that. 
There's other things, you know, like Braille note takers and refreshable Braille displays, humanware. Um, they make adaptive technology. Like that's their specialty. So we often use the Victor Reader Trek GPS, which is an accessible GPS from them, which is a separate handheld device. But there are GPS apps that can be used on somebody's smartphone. There's, of course, pros and cons to each. Um, there's CCTVs, there's magnifiers, and if you want to get a little less technical, there's just things such as bump dots or high contrasting paint and tape and okay. things like that. I don't know what you're saying. What's a bump dot? <laughs> What's a CCTV? Oh. Oh, what does CCTV stand for? It's basically um, like this kind of computerized thing where you can put documents underneath it and okay. then they show up on a big screen and you can manipulate it to be black on white, white on black, yellow on blue. You can zoom it in. You can actually just have it read it to you. So like a lot of times people get mail, uh, paper mail in the mail, and then they can use the CCTV to set the mail underneath there and read it to them. Interesting. I, I, even, have, I even have a handheld one that I had to buy a new one last week because my other one broke and it reverses the colors so you can read it easily and you can magnify it 32 times. That's about the size of a cell phone. So that's another little great little device. So, mm -hmm. so what is a bump dot then? Uh, so bump dots are kind of like little um, stickers, if you will, that okay. you can get that have like a raised uh, dot. You can get them in like rubber. You can get them in kind of a felt material. You can get them in plastic. And so a lot of times people will use those on their microwave for the start button or on oh, their oven or okay. on their um, dishwasher or washing machine. So somewhere they know where start, stop is. Oh, very cool. And those are really nice for, even, you know, people with low vision or who are starting to lose their vision. I know uh, my grandpa, personally, I have helped him get some bump dots and use those on different spices or medications or things like that that just kind of help make it a little bit easier. Still some remaining vision, um, but you can get them in bright orange. So they really pop on an oven oh, yeah. uh, with kind of all black or things like that. So there's even an accessible uh, pharmacy that we've had on our collaboration. That is a great little thing to do if you can, you know, get your prescriptions and you scan it and tells you all everything about that prescription. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So accessible pharmacy, we'll give them a little plug. Uh, they did join us for a collaboration event. We recently just had on Lazarillo, which is another GPS app um, for making accessible, so many different things accessible. So there is a lot of different things out there, which are really cool. Yeah. Uh, just to name a couple places where you can find some of these things would be MaxiAids, LSNS, HumanWare. There's lots of different kind of companies online. You can do some different Google searches to find some of these things. And Leslie, uh, we just talked about collaboration events a little bit. Tell someone how they could attend or join, how often they happen. Tell us about those. I would love to tell you about our collaboration events. I get very excited about them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our collaboration events happen monthly, the last Wednesday of every month at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And they go from 3 to 4 p.m. And we partner with different organizations uh, in the blindness and low vision field. So it's a great way for us to share resources such as Accessible Pharmacy, Lazarillo, Computers for the Blind, American Printing House, Hadley Institute for Blind. Leader Dog's one piece of the puzzle. There's so many other things that people can benefit from. So if you are interested in learning about our collaboration events, you can go to our website, leaderdog.org. Under the resources tab, you'll find our virtual learning and there you'll also find a link to some collaboration events and you can register for these. Everyone's welcome. Yes. 
And we also do put them on our Facebook page. Um, Leslie does send me that information, and I make sure to get it on there. So it will be listed under our events tab on our Facebook page as well. So if you are more Facebook savvy, you can head there too and find those. Timothy, though, is there any other cool apps that we should know about? Well, I mean, uh, you're, even your TVs now are talking to you. Your fire sticks are talking to you. Everything's accessible now. There's more than there was like 10 years ago. So it's like, like it's all of a sudden just boomed. So I'm, I'm grateful for it. But there's so much more out there. I, I tell you, you, you can't keep caught up sometimes. Absolutely. And I, I you know, the, one of the questions we get all the time is how do people who are blind use a computer? Right, because most things on a computer are visual. So there are different programs such as JAWS or VoiceOver that make everything accessible and it's audible. So as you're going through or scrolling through uh, folders, it's kind of reading them and then, you know, you can hit enter. I don't know how to use JAWS specifically, but there are ways to use everything. There is a technology. People are using computers way better than I am without vision. So please know. If you have a question about something, always do a Google search because I promise you there is something out there to help make it a little easier. I just can't even, I mean, I need to start downloading all these apps. I'm so curious. <laughs> now I need to get myself an Apple Watch. I feel like I'm so behind the times. Well, we, we didn't want to say anything, but it does seem that way. Right? You need, you need <laughs> to get with it. You need I, to get with it. Christine. I need to get with it. Definitely. I'm definitely going to check some of these out myself because I'm just curious to see how they all work. And, you know, it, the more knowledge you have, the better to help spread the word and help other people, too. Yes. And if you have questions about any of this, please do reach out to us because we're happy to send you some links or get you in the right direction. Um, but thank you, everyone, for listening to this short episode of Taking the Lead. It's always fun to dive into different topics and just kind of have a chat amongst us. But I'm Leslie Haskins with hosts Timothy Cunio and Christina Hepner. We really hope you enjoyed today's short episode. Please join us next time as we continue to dive into the world of blindness. And if you'd like to learn more about applying to Leader Dog, you can head to leaderdog.org or call us at 888-777-5332. And don't forget, you can reach us at takingthelead at leaderdog.org with any questions or ideas. And if you like today's podcast, make sure to hit subscribe and check us out wherever podcasts stream.